You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Oh man, I'm grateful for this place. I'm grateful to gather with you because I'm telling you right now, I'm, I was really, really worried about getting up here and talking this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm still very nervous, um, or not in a negative way, but man, there's, there's been such brokenness. Yesterday as I sat in my office just trying to get this word out that the Lord had given me Monday, I just couldn't do it. I just sat at my desk and just wept. Just wept at, at the things that I'm discovering about what's going on in, in, in our world. And I've never understood more than I understand now that we are at war. We have to recognize the reality of that. We are at war, but we are at war with an enemy that does not attack us just merely in our adulthood. He goes after our children. He goes after our kids. He does everything he can to attack us when we're young. You that have sat in Randy's office, if you've walked through this discipleship or deliverance ministry, um, any of that stuff, you knew and you have experienced where that lie originated. It's when you were a kid, when you were most vulnerable, he attacked you. But it's getting to the point now where it's not just merely little whispers. He is doing all that he can to physically destroy you. Because what he's done is he's established himself in the lives of adults that have only known him, have only known the darkness, have only known what it is to believe everything wrong about themselves. And they've been raised up by people that only believe that which is evil. They've been raised up by people that only believe that which is the opposite of who God has created them to be. And now those people and those people are, we're seeing multiple generations now affected by generations that have believed and walked in lies. And now they're having kids and then those kids are having kids. And so the gravity and the severity in which the enemy is attacking is so much more than just a whisper anymore. Because we're seeing the physical manifestation towards children. I'm going to share a story this morning, just a very, very brief story, not, not going into detail. Um, and there's, there's so much hope in this story. There's so much goodness. The goodness of God is all over this story. Now. But I'm also rejoicing in the fact that we were, there was people reached out to us because they knew there's something different here. And there's hope that when we get to praying and when we get to take an action towards darkness, that darkness does not stand a chance. And there were, there were hope in people that do not attend church here, but know that this is a place that establishes the kingdom of heaven and operates in it. Adam and Lacey Arleano, you know them. I mean, Adam grew up, grew up here and they are incredible people that continually give themselves to foster kids, little babies, that come from horrible situations. And they, they desire to adopt these babies. Um, and it seems like every, 
every time it just gets to the last second and these babies get taken away and they go through heartbreak, but they find themselves continually willing to take these, these children. What an equipping, what a blessing it is to just know these people. But yesterday, Adam's mom, Beverly, reached out to me and started to describe this new baby that they've gotten that has gone through as a three-month-old, has gone through more darkness than I've ever encountered in my life. Has, in, has experienced more physical pain than I have ever encountered or probably will ever encounter the rest of my life. As a three-month-old, she's encountered more pain than I'm confident anyone in here. Sickening to hear this story of this little girl and what she has gone through. Absolutely sickening. And it brought me to this realization that, and he said, he said he's getting rid of the gray areas. There would be no more gray. There'd be light and dark, black and white. And we see that. It's like, you got to get ready because there has been, there's a level of darkness that has gone from the, with this mentality of hear no evil, see no evil. Let me just ignore it. He's like, you cannot anymore. I am bringing it so to the surface that you cannot ignore it. But it's because He's anointed us to fight against it. He's anointed us to defeat it. And He needs us to see clearly what it is that we are called to defeat. What it is that we are called to stand against. In the midst of great darkness though, I'm just going to read some scriptures to you. Psalm 139 verse 12. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Amen? Oh man, we serve a God that darkness does not exist to Him. There, he cannot walk into a room that is dark. Darkness is not a thing that affects God. It isn't. It has no authority over Him. It has no influence on Him. He, night is as day to Him. Man, that, I, I can't understand that. I can't fathom that. Can't understand it. But that's the God that we serve. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is a big morning. This is a big, big morning. Because the Lord is highlighting some stuff to us, and then He is counting on us to take actionable steps. But we've got to proclaim this truth in these days of black and white, light and dark. We've got to proclaim this truth of Psalm 139.12, that even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. Romans 13, verse 12. The night is far gone. And the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of the darkness and put on the armor of light. We have got to put on the armor of light and we've got to live in it day in and day out. We have to remain in the kingdom of light. We cannot check out for a moment. We can't. Can't afford to. We can't check out until the next Sunday. We have to remain in it because the level of darkness in which God is calling us to stand against, not just stand against it and say no more, but to destroy it, that the kingdom of God would exist in those places forevermore, can't be done in an hour service on a Sunday. 
It's got to be lived. It's got to be breathed every day. Put on the armor of light. John 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It has not overcome it, it will not overcome it, and it cannot overcome it. Amen? We, we forget that. We see darkness and we think, oh, it's defeated. We're defeated. And we'll take, the, we'll take that on as if a story is over. It was very easy for me to listen to the story, feel hopelessness. How could I look at a three-month-old and feel hopelessness? How could the Lord be done pursuing her? Running after her? She's three months old. We have to remain in it. And we have to remain in the truth that darkness has not overcome it. We talked about this at the beginning of all this craziness. Darkness has just sim- simply been allowed to go unchecked. That's all it is. It's been allowed. It's had permission from the children of God to go unchecked. It's very easy to stop that. Very easy to stop because we just simply say, no more. I'm putting my foot down. Absolutely not. And what can it say against that? What can it say against God's elect? Nothing. It has nothing. It has no power against us. It has gone unchecked, but no more. It has not overcome the light. It will not overcome the light. And it cannot overcome the light. And you are sons and daughters of light. You are sons and daughters of To the kingdom of light. You are co-heirs. Not just sons and daughters. You are co-heirs with Christ to the kingdom of light. Where you go, you go carrying the authority of the kingdom of light. Light. All this. These lights. Light. Anywhere you go, you carry that kingdom with you. And we know that darkness is simply the absence of light. And so where you are, there is no darkness. There could be darkness trying to get in, but it can't when you are present because you are light and the kingdom of light is with you. Matthew 5, verse 14. We know this well. Um, The most profound thing to me is this verse in that when we first moved here, Sarah and I, we lived in Leveland. And so came to sundown every day for work, and I always came on uh, 303, right? At 303? I don't, I still don't know. Um, because you could see the sunrise unobstructed, or the sunset unobstructed. I like going home that way. West. Yeah, set over there. So nighttime, I'd go over there. <laughs> I, but I loved going that way because, man, the sky... I didn't understand it. Kendall McDonald, my mentor, uh, used to be a youth pastor here, told me, he said, once that sky gets a hold of you, you're not going to be able to really think of anywhere else as home because it's, it's gorgeous. We've got a lot of dirt on the ground, but just keep looking up because the sky is gorgeous. It's beautiful. But every time I'd come in and I'm just looking at this beautiful, radiant sky, I'd always pass by Matthew 5, 14 through 16. There's a sign right out there as you come into town. It says, you are the light of the world. A city 
set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And I saw that, and the first time I saw it, I just kind of laughed. City set on a hill. There's no hills. It's flat. But I still remember the first youth trip, kind of big, big youth thing that we did. We, uh, we went to Lubbock for a Hillsong concert. It was the first time that I was taking kids back at night. And I was taking them back and I saw the city of sundown from 1585. I mean, you can see it for miles and miles and miles because it's the only light right out there in the midst of darkness. It's the only thing. And it's a, it's a fixed point. This is around the time the Lord is talking to us about this highway of holiness that he's constructing. And I'm literally driving on this highway towards this light that's the only light out there. And I got it. This city has been anointed to be a city of light. That in the midst of a dark world, it could be a fixed point in which you could focus on, in which you could run to. And we know that the Lord is building and has built a highway of holiness to this place, to this city. But we have to stand firm on that truth. We have to stand firm on that truth. That this is a city of light. A city anointed. A city that is claimed by the kingdom of God. So Monday this word came to mind. And it was only, the Lord's been very um, vague. Not vague, He's just told me what I need to know. And it's normally just one word in the last couple of weeks. It's been one word. This word this week was purpose. When he said purpose has come, it's like, okay, now what? What, what, do, what do you want me to do with that? But he would not let me ignore that word purpose. And so I looked up. I mean, we, we can talk about that word. That's one of those words that we could talk about it. And we kind of know what it means, but I don't know if we actually have ever read the definition. I'd, I'd encourage you to read the definition of words like this. But the word purpose is the reason for which something is done or created. The reason for which something exists. Now we see a world out there that is absent that. They do not know what their purpose is. And that's why we see the scrambling that we do. Because the reason for which they were created or for which they exist, they do not know it. They're scrambling for it. Scrambling for that understanding. Scrambling for that firm foundation. But we do. We know it. And I'm telling you right now, your purpose is to be light. Your purpose is to be light. You are a city set on a hill you are light and darkness cannot overcome you. Darkness cannot overtake you and it will not overtake you. Your purpose is to be light and establish light all the days of your life. Amen. And the beautiful thing about it is the Lord doesn't just stop there, but he gives us specific marching orders and how he desires for us to be light in the places that we are. He does this beautiful thing where he paints this masterpiece and we only get to see a brushstroke of it. Because we're standing this close to the painting. We can only see one brush stroke, and that's just ours. 
But we can trust and we can rest in the fact that the Lord is painting this picture. And if we are faithful to be light in the way He has called us to be light, the, the steps that He has called us to take, we can trust that we are adding to this masterpiece. This masterpiece is coming to completion and the Lord is painting it. And we have purpose. We have specific marching orders. But we can see, we can see great evil. And we can see the great need for light. But please recognize and claim this for yourself that light has come because you are here. Light has come because you exist. Purpose has come for the world around because you are here. What would you give to make sure your kids live every single day knowing the purpose for which they were created. What would you do? Absolutely anything. That they would never question, they would never search, they would never doubt, but they would 100% know the purpose for which they were created. The father has that same desire towards his children. And his answer was, I'm going to send these. I'm going to send these few. Because they know their purpose. They understand it. And they will go and they will give it to the world around them. They will carry it. They will, they will be the delivery system for which the world around them recognizes the purpose for which they were created. And that search can be over. But then the Lord said this to me on Thursday. Before we can be set over much. And I, I read that a city set on a hill, a light. And I've shared with you this dream of this, this city looking more like the kingdom of heaven than it does a city in a state in a country. But it looking more like the kingdom of heaven than it does its physical location in, it, in, in the physical state in the physical country. That's a big thing. And not that it would just be known that to us, but that when people look at it, they would see the kingdom of heaven, not just a city in a state in a country. That's a big thing. But before we can be set over much, we must be found faithful with little. We have to. That's a big thing that we're praying and asking the Lord to set us over and to establish in this place. But He's given us these little steps that build up to that. And we have to be faithful with those steps. We have to be found faithful and we have to be found obedient. Proverbs 3, verse 3. I know I'm just, this is speed round this morning. If you went to Bible camp, you're probably okay. But if not, just look at the board. Proverbs 3, 3. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. That, bind them around your neck. Do not let these things depart from you. Do not let there be a moment where those things are not found in you. Steadfast love and faithfulness. Faithfulness to walk out what your Father in Heaven has called you to walk in. Bind it around your neck that it could not get loose from you. And why I say that? Because this morning, and in everything in this morning, the Lord has told me that this morning is a morning of elevation. We've talked about this. We understand that this is, we are moving from one degree of glory to the next. 
2 Corinthians 3.18. We are made for an ever-increasing glory. And this is a morning that we would elevate to the next level. One level closer to that level of glory where the city of sundown looks more like the kingdom of heaven than it does anything else. But it is a process to get there. And he has a desire for his children this morning to increase to a new level of glory. And what that looks like this morning. I heard a story one time um, from Bill Johnson. And, it, you know, it's, it's funny because somebody from that church just moved down the street from Jay and Carrie, and they've, they've talked about this moment in the service that I watched years ago on YouTube. They were there, which is cool. And they saw what came from this ministry, how it established. But there was a woman that got attacked on a, on a running trail. And that, that pastoral team said, nope, no more, no more. And people went out and they prayed over that, that trail. They, they established the kingdom of God in that place. And they took a stand. They said, this will not happen again. And they established a ministry and that will not happen again. It does not happen anymore in those places where they went. And I'm telling you right now, after hearing the story of this baby girl, as I'm sitting there weeping, I'm also sitting there raging, saying, this will not happen again. In our backyard, this little girl met this kind of turmoil. This, she met this level of torture in our backyard, just miles away. But guess what? There are kids in this community, a rock's throw away from this church, that are experiencing the same level of trauma, the same level of torment, the same level of darkness in their own homes. And they live here in town. And I'm saying no more. Church, we have got to put our foot down. The level of elevation that the Lord has for us this morning is that the children of God would take a stand and that darkness would not be allowed to go unchecked anymore. It is black and white and we are at war. We have to recognize the truth of that. We are at war. There's no more casualness in this story for you. I'm sorry. There's no more ability to take this casually. And I'm talking to myself here. I cannot take this walk. I cannot take this call on my life casually any longer. Because there are little kids suffering the consequences because I will not take a stand. Because it's inconvenient. It's hard. I was asking, I was telling myself yesterday, I really wish I had not answered that phone. I really wish I had not heard about that, that story. Because it broke me. Broke me. Absolutely broke me. But then the joy comes sitting there this morning. And I'm telling you, I didn't know if I would, I, I thought maybe I'm just... I'm going to get up here and I'm just going to cry and you guys are just going to have to suffer through it. I didn't think I would get a word out. But the joy comes in what Jay was speaking and the truth that he was proclaiming and watching Eliza dance because I know in that time and in those moments, the kingdom of heaven is being established. But it's got to be every day. And it's got to be in our own personal stories. We've got to walk this stuff out because there are little babies they can grow up in two worlds, one of light or one of darkness. And we can have an impact and a say on which one.
But I'm telling you, I'm just giving you a warning. There is a level of darkness that you are going to become aware of now. Because it's not gray. It's not being brushed under the rug anymore. The Lord's not allowing it. He wants us, the children of God, to know. He wants us to know where the enemy is. So that we can destroy him in those places. And I'm so grateful that I can send out a text to this to our prayer team and know that this baby is now covered in prayer, saturated in it. And I am so grateful that there is a family that is willing to take the broken of broken. And that they would know all the days of their life from yesterday to forevermore, they would know the goodness of God. We don't know the story of this little girl, but I'm telling you, we can say this with confidence. If we, the sons and daughters of God, will speak this and establish this right now, that this little girl will never know anything but the goodness of God from this day forward. We've got to get aggressive with this. We have to. Because the enemy is aggressively attacking our babies and our communities. There are kids that are scared to death of that school getting pushed back any later. Scared to death. Begging, please God, let me back. Get me out of here. And they know that. It's one of the heavier things that our administrators have to deal with. It's recognizing that they know. They know all the details. They know the stories. They've seen. They've seen the children show up having not been fed all weekend. And so they can only imagine what these kids have gone through in this time of isolation. They know. I'm saying, children of God, we are here, we are anointed, and you are light. Be light completely. Be light every day. Recognizing the truth that this is a city set on a hill, a light that cannot be hidden. We have been anointed and we have been called for greater things. And let us be found faithful with the marching orders the Lord has given. The actionable steps the Lord has given. Thank God He's given us actionable steps. We don't have to guess at what those are. We don't have to make our best effort of, okay, how can we do these things? The Lord is showing us each and every day. He's showing us the specifics in which He wants us to move, in which He wants us to be light in our community. Thank God. There's no guessing. This becomes very easy for us. All we've got to do is step in the tracks that the Lord has highlighted. The Spirit has gone before us and He has set the, He has made sure that the way is steady. He has set these feet, these footprints in the ground that we can just step in. That all we've got to do is keep walking with Him. It's not even hard. We don't have to worry about setting our own tracks. He's established the tracks before us. We just get to step into those tracks of the Holy Spirit and go where He's going. But I have never felt the reality like I did yesterday, that there are lives attached to my obedience. There are lives attached to my obedience. That doesn't mean that I take ownership of what happened to that little girl. We didn't do anything there. I know that. It's not like we knew her and we saw something happening. But we've got to recognize that there are lives attached to our obedience, so there are lives affected by our disobedience. There are. If we take off Monday to Saturday, the enemy gets to do whatever he wants for six days, unchecked, unchallenged. 
I'm grateful that I can bring this word to this place because I know that you guys receive it for what it is. You can receive the urgency in which the Lord has for us and you'll take the mantle and you'll go. I know that. I believe that. I trust in that. But we have to recognize the level of darkness that we are coming against. And we have to be ready. We have to be ready to be that fire. We have to be ready to be that light. Every moment of every day. No time off. Passionately and aggressively pressing into God and establishing His kingdom everywhere we go. Because there are lives at stake now. There's always been lives at stake, but now we're seeing them. We're seeing the lives. We're coming into contact with them. We're coming into contact with these lives that have been affected by darkness. And I'm saying today is the morning that this church says that when we hear about darkness, we take a stand that it would not continue for ever again. That's the level of elevation that we have this morning. That's the glory that we have this morning, that we would be people, and we are people, but that we would be people of power that hear of darkness and take a stand and aggressively go after it. Chase it out of town. Destroy it with everything we have. We are warriors, you and I. And I want to walk through those gates into eternity with armor that's beat up. I want it to be stained. I want it to be scratched. I want there to be dents in it because I did not sit by and watch, but I was in the fight. That's my own conviction. Not conviction, but that's my own standard that the Lord has given me. That we would be found at fighting people. Establishing the kingdom of heaven. Not waiting for it to come. Establishing it. Going out and establishing it. The waiting comes between our next steps. That's what the Lord said. He told it to Jay, clear as day. That your waiting on me comes in this time it takes for you to lift your foot up and then put it back down. Because we are children and we are a people now that are always moving. Always moving forward. Establishing the kingdom of heaven. Lord God, we just pray this morning that we would receive all that you have for us. Lord, and I pray right now that we would be a people that intercede. We would be a people that stand in the gap. We would be a people that say no more when we hear of darkness. And we would be the fullness of the sons and daughters, the co-heirs to the kingdom of light that we are. We have been created to be. We have purpose. We know the reason for which we exist. We know the reason for which we were created. And it's for moments like this that the kingdom of darkness would no longer be allowed to carry on unchecked. But we, the children of God, the children of light, would take a stand. So Lord, now in this moment, as, as Jay plays and sings, I pray that we would be people right now. Not later, not, not in, our, in our own story a couple days later, but we would be people right now that would take a stand against the darkness that we've been made aware of this morning. Lord, right now I pray that we would be intercessors right now in this moment, Father God. That we would sing and that we would shout and we would pray. We would actively pursue the establishment of the kingdom of heaven. I pray for this little girl. 
I pray that right now she would feel the army that stands behind her, that surrounds her, that will not allow the kingdom of darkness to have any hold on her any longer. Lord, you just show me thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people standing around this baby. We will not allow the enemy to have her. So I just pray right now we would be intercessors. That is how we fight. We stand in the gap. And we will face the enemy and we will bind him and we will destroy him today. We will speak. Now I pray that you would release this baby's identity to Adam and Lacey, to us. That we could pray Pray over her, establish that in her now. That she would never go another day not knowing who she is and the reason for which she exists. The peace of your heart that she carries, the vessel in which she was designed to be. I thank you for this giant that is this baby girl that you've given us. Just a moment, just a period of time that we can invest that we can pour in and that we can establish your kingdom in her. Thank you. That we got to be a place of hope. But Father God, I pray right now you would see us to be faithful with this. That we could be set over much. We will be faithful with what you give us. And this morning and this time, we will intercede over what you have given us and it is this little girl. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.